The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hello and welcome back one and all to the Melodramatic Teen Universe. You know it, the show that gives you the hottest takes on shows that came out decades ago. I am, of course, your host, Emily Duke. And as I say every week, today is a treat. But I really super duper mean it. I mean, I always super duper mean it, but this is like a really exciting topic. And I have some very, very, very exciting guests joining me to embark upon this journey. That's actually very personal to my heart, which I'm sure we will get into. So to come with me on that journey, let me introduce first the incredible Katie Novotny. Katie, how are you? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Where are you? Where are you zooming in from? I'm zooming in from my younger brother's room in our childhood home. Oh my God, fantastic. That's the dream. It's the dream. I couldn't ask for anything Is more. Is there good, like, younger brother decor? I can't see anything oh, really yeah. scandalous. I'm, I'm imagining, well, like, Playboy catalogs, like, hanging in the closet. <laughs> my brother wasn't that kind of younger brother. He was more of, like, a, a Star Trek, Star uh, Cross Country uh, guy, Helen. you know? Yeah. Uh, so in in the in the closet, there's a bunch of old like dinosaurs. Uh, he's he's a he's a marine biologist now, so this all makes sense. Oh, okay, uh, that tracks. And so like, he's like way connects. more. We're like, what a loser! And then I'm like, wow, he's so much more successful than I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, cool. he's like Nerd. he's super smart. He's super smart. Yeah, he's got like the connects figures still like pieced together in there. It's just like mocking me with how much smarter he is, you know. Just you'll love to see it. But again, you can go back to like your childhood self and just be like, "Fucking nerd, <laughs> loser, yeah, exactly. dinosaur." Exactly. Uh, you you'll never have a career yeah. out of that. Oh, and yeah. then oh, you totally cool will. You bought a house during quarantine. Like, way to go. <laughs> like, whatever. What a dweeb. All right. Well, yeah. no offense, brother Novotny. If you listen to this, yeah, but, no offense. Uh, no also, offense, brother. You know, fuck you. I'm mad at your life and your choices because it gives me uh, anxiety. <laughs> All right, let us bring in our next guest, who I believe is having some internet connectivity issues because she is also calling from a parental figure's home. But we're gonna try and power through that for the sake of the melodramatic teen universe. Please welcome the incredible Erin Conroy. Oh no! Did we get you, bro. <laughs> it's getting cut, cutting in and out. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. I might have to move locales. Hold on one moment. Let me move closer right. to the internet router. I will honestly say with everything that's happened with like all the many Zoom meetings that I've been on and like Zoom podcasts I've done and Zoom shows, I haven't seen a lot of people literally picking up their laptop and walking around their home. And I feel like it's something that I'm really into seeing. So like, thank you. Yeah. For like bookending this experience of 2020, just with that, I hope that's my last Zoom visual for I'm 2020. I'm so glad that I could be the person to bring you on that journey through down the hallway yeah, of my parents' home. Yeah, like I just feel like everybody else is all like, "Oh, it's unstable," and then they turn off their video. <laughs> like, I don't want to come on this journey with that. And it's just like, no, no, no. Like, I'm very nosy, and I would like to see all of the art in your childhood home. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to see. Yeah. And so, I want to see the sheer panic on your face as you look around and hope you don't run into anyone. Right. Yeah. Now I'm surely yeah, yeah, in the heart great. of the home, which is the kitchen. May I comment on the fact that you're wearing a Ravenclaw sweatshirt? Oh, yeah. I thought it was good for the theme because we're talking about Yale. Yeah. No, that's very <laughs> on point. Are you a Ravenclaw or are you just a fan? Yeah, this was like a lot of dollars. So I'm for sure a Ravenclaw and didn't just buy it because I liked it. <laughs> 
I've taken many BuzzFeed quizzes that have all said uh, I'm a Ravenclaw. The ultimate science. Yeah, true. Katie's marine biologist brother told me I was a Hufflepuff, so that's how I know. <laughs> I that's think... how it was confirmed. I like Hufflepuffs. I'm a Hufflepuff, too. Are you a Puffy? Oh, my I'm God. I knew I liked you. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Cedric was a Puffy. We're great. We're mm-hmm. amazing. I know. What a um, smoke When show. I was in college, like, before BuzzFeed quizzes were a thing, there was, like, a Facebook quiz. Do you remember those? Yes. And there was one that sorted you into houses based on, like, 30 questions, and it showed you, like, of your friends and, like, also at your school, like, what percentage of people were in what house. 4% of my college on Facebook was a Hufflepuff. And I was like, I am so special. And they were like, it's because you're a fucking loser. So very happy to hear that there's additional Hufflepuff energy on the call. And we always, don't have any Slytherins, so no one's going to cry. <laughs> okay, before we get too deep, as you guys know, we start off by just dishing about who everyone is. We got a little bit of a taste. We have a Hufflepuff. We have a Ravenclaw. Would love to hear if there are any melodramatic teens that you specifically identified with either growing up or today. Anybody that just like really like has your soul in like a very real and earnest way. We're going to start with Katie because she's nodding in a way that either means she really has an answer or she has no idea and is trying to defer, like deflect attention. Maybe I actually, both. I thought I wasn't going to have one, but I for sure do. This stretches back to my childhood. DJ Tanner. She... You are not the first person on the pod to say DJ Tanner. <laughs> yeah, my mom actually had to, she had to like stop me from watching Full House at certain points because I was getting too bratty like DJ when she grew up. But I I felt the pressure of being the oldest, you know, and, like, my mom is alive, unlike DJs, so I didn't have as much to, you know, like... You didn't have as much built-in angst there. Correct, correct. I will say, though, just, like, the irony, just seeing the way that teen dramas progressed, like, through time and also through our relative adolescences, like... The fact that they were like, DJ's a bad influence. She's really bratty. And, like, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about, like, people that, like, commit war crimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We're and this about, actually... like, teenagers that probably illegally sell trade secrets. Like, various points. 100%. But... And I, this is actually, like, perfect for the listeners to know where my journey with Gilmore Girls and Gossip Girl began, which we will get to, I'm assuming. But just know this is foreshadowing. This is foreshadowing. Oh. Above it all. <laughs> my ring light. My ring light just fell. <laughs> oh, okay, no. perfect. Guys, we're really firing on all cylinders. And I just, I think it's like the energy of this Zoom makes me feel like somebody like DMs me being like, I don't believe that you're social distancing. Like, it sounds too good. Like, you guys are doing it in the studio together and the universe. So I've like created all of these <laughs> fake things that would happen on a Zoom call to like Sound really nail it home that I'm like really supportive of social distancing <laughs> so um <laughs> thank you for so buying sorry. in and everyone continue to social distance second wave here to play okay uh Aaron which character are you who do you feel so I feel like and I don't know if anyone has gone into the reality realm um and by reality I mean MTV uh Laguna Beach and the hills I was about to say obviously Laguna Beach is where we're yeah. going here so it's it's Lauren Conrad is I think she's truly wow. who I identify most strongly with. And I think that's actually carried over into adulthood. Like I felt very connected to her at the time. Like we're okay. very similar in age. I followed her journey 
to the hills all the way through. And then when she left, I kind of was like, you know what? I don't want to watch this anymore. And then I didn't. Did you watch The City? That was her spinoff? Or was that just Whitney? That was Whitney, I think. Okay. And they really did try. I And I gave it a good, honest college try also, um, just because I'm good from... Good for you. I'm from the That's Northeast. So I'm from Long Island. <laughs> that <laughs> is so Lauren to just stick yeah. with it. <laughs> and stick with Whitney, like that relationship, like that friendship. Yeah. I was just very invested in Lauren and Whitney and then also Lo, like that relationship, that friendship I identified a lot with. So yeah, I'll say Lauren Conrad. What is it about Lauren that like, what do you think that you, what is the biggest similarity between you and Lauren or was it just that like you really responded to her journey? I really just responded to her. I think maybe because she was truly like the lead character and like I so was not like in my friend group. <laughs> friends were definitely like the ones leading their like lead character lives um in high school and then like through college that I was just like living vicariously through her I think is what okay so I have met very few people well maybe that's not true but I feel like the whole meme of like I am the star of my own Mm -hmm. life and everybody feels that way but everybody it can't be true for everyone like I have always felt like solid 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 best friend like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that is always, like, the summer, the Blair, even, you know what I mean? Like, they're, like, mm-hmm. I'm into that. But, yeah. like, a solid best friend character there for some comedic relief that's not getting, like, the primary romantic plot, which mm-hmm. Blair ultimately ends up doing because she's the best. But, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, for the podcast today, for those of you that didn't read the description, which I imagine is none of you, but okay, uh, we are going to be talking about the hallowed halls of Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut, and its role in the melodramatic teen universe, most extremely represented by Blair Waldorf on Gossip Girl and Rory Gilmore on Gilmore Girls. They both have different stories with Yale for a little bit of context. And guys, please jump in if you think there's anything that I'm missing here. On the Blair side, she's a legacy. Her father went there. She mm-hmm. always wanted to go to Yale her whole life. Mm-hmm. It's like her only focus is to go to Yale so that she can have the love of her father who basically like fucked off to France and abandoned her and like doesn't really seem to be very involved in her. But if, as soon as she yeah. was going to go to Yale, he like really gave a shit. Yeah. So there's a lot of like emotion there. And it was like her goal for living was like, yeah, 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 yeah that's all I want. Um, And it was always kind of branded as like this like somewhat superficial like she just like wanted the prestige of it like I think it's definitely presented in a more um I mean superficial is the best way to put it like obsession than you get Mm -hmm. with Rory and Harvard at the time Mm -hmm. like it doesn't seem like she needs to go to Yale because like she's obsessed with the academics of Yale like it's very much like the place of Yale and it happens to be Mm -hmm. one of the top schools in the country Anything else on Blair and Yale that I'm missing? Anything that jumps out? Oh, and obviously she does not get in because she bullied a teacher, which like after everything <laughs> she had done, I just don't. <clears throat> like ultimately she doesn't get into Yale because she bullied a teacher and the headmistress of mm-hmm. her school was like, <laughs> Blair bullied a teacher about sleeping with a student, which she was, but it was really rude. And it's like, <laughs> okay. And Yale rescinded her acceptance. Yeah, that is fucking bonkers. I think we could probably get into like the Yale visit too with Serena. Like, I think Serena plays a big role in their friendship too, and as to why she needs to go there. 
Well, yeah, expand on that. Because yeah. again, the the bulk of this pod is going to be a very, like, we are going to be weighting the two of them in yeah. comparison according to what college admissions counselors look at. So any <laughs> historical data that's outside of an admissions panel, this is the time. So, like, yeah. tell me about the trip to Yale. Yeah, so Serena is, like, again, like, the lead character. Obviously, she is the blonde, blonde. tall, <laughs> the blonde <laughs> End of sentence. Um, so she is everyone's favorite. Uh, when Blair and Serena both go to Yale to visit on the same weekend, because it's like the big deal with their school or whatever, Serena gets invited to the Dean's party, which like on its face is creepy, but like, fine, whatever. That like the, the Dean is attracted to Serena. Fine. Like we get it. Yeah, um, but for the press also. Right, right. Totally. Because yes. Serena's a socialite. Publicity. And the Dean of Yale Wild. is like, we need a so like Yale needs some press. Like what? Right. Like it's Yale. And how does he know? How does he know that? I don't understand how he's has to be keeping tabs on her. This like whole the time? dean of Yale, obviously their first duty is to watch page six. <laughs> like that's <laughs> obviously the main thing that they're doing. <laughs> it's very early two thousands for a dean of an Ivy League university to be like. It's pre-social media, but, like, what the those deans would be doing today of, like, stalking people's, I, like, IG stories. It's like, yeah. no, like, he has other things to do, right? But also, Serena had, like, maybe killed a man. I mean, she didn't right. kill a man. She says she killed a man, which, like, no, she didn't. But, like, she was, like, in a hotel room with a dude who overdosed when she was 15 years old. And, like, all of this right. is in the press, like, public record, and the dean's like, that bitch. That like, one. Mm-hmm. She's the new face of Yale. <laughs> like, What? Right. So yeah, Blair and Serena go, and Serena like basically is like, I'm going to go here now because they really want me to go here. And they get in some other stupid fight that they're just like constantly. Constantly fighting. I don't understand their friendship. Truly. It's the most toxic thing ever. Like it's really fucking bad. (laughs) Yeah. All right. On to Rory and Yale. Mm -hmm. Rory on Gilmore Girls. Everyone knows the general broad strokes of Gilmore Girls, if not from watching the show, but definitely from listening to this podcast already. (laughs) Rory spends all of her childhood working to get into Harvard. She is obsessed with Harvard, despite the fact that she is, I think, like, besides her mom, like, third or fourth generation Yale. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I think her grandfather and her grandfather's father and grandfather all went. Like, it's like a Mm -hmm. long historical tradition in the Gilmore family to go to Yale. Mm -hmm. Um, Her mom did not go to college, but... Like, as soon as they get reacquainted with the grandparents, which they do because Rory goes to private school, I, I like, honestly, I can't even get into all the details of why the grandparents are now involved. Like, just watch the pilot. Like, grandparents are involved. <laughs> Rory gets into not only Harvard, not even Princeton, not only Princeton and not only Yale, all three. Mm-hmm. All three. She gets into every single one. And her best friend at school, her frenemy, Paris Geller, who is significantly more qualified does not get into Yale ostensibly, or doesn't get into Harvard ostensibly because she had sex. That's well, what that's she what, claims. Yeah, that's what she <laughs> thinks. And announces she's like, to I'm the not a whole virgin. Body. Right. Yeah, she's well. like, I'm not a virgin, so obviously I couldn't get into Harvard. But I get, I guess, like fucking Rory got into Harvard because, like, you know, whatever. We literally spent three seasons being like, Rory's gonna go to Harvard. Rory's gonna go to Harvard. Rory's gonna go to Harvard. Mm-hmm. And then they were like. We can't send this fucking show to Boston. Like, what the fuck is the plan here? Not even, like, Boston and Connecticut are that far away, first of all. Like, it... (laughs) Fine. But she makes a last-minute decision to go to Yale, which, like, I was trying to remember if it's ever really 
explained in any satisfying way why she makes that decision. Just because, like, her grandfather is like, go to Yale. There was, like, a whole thing about her and her grandpa, and then she had, like, a really... There was a lot of contemplation around what she's going to do without her mom. And I that was like hate a big, 18-year-olds. <laughs> that was, she's like, I don't want to be that far from my mom. Like, what am I going to do without my mom around? I'll be an hour not, she's and my a half best friend. away. Especially my best friend. I can't not see her every day. We can't, I can't call her on the landline all the time. You know? But also, I can't. her mom doesn't want her to go to Yale. Correct. Right. Because of the grandparents. Correct. Correct. And then they don't speak for the whole summer before she goes to college. No, but Rory right. is like more like that parent in the situation throughout a couple of these, like this whole like couple of these seasons being like, we all have to get along, you know? So she's, I yeah. think she's kind of being the person, like she's being the peacemaker to try to, it's almost like, I want to bring my grandparents and my mom together because I have a good relationship with them. I have a good relationship with my mom and they clearly can't get along without me. So she, this is like part of her like family value stuff try, wiggling its way in there. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll, I'll buy that, but I still was a little like, this seems out of fucking nowhere. Like, and also, <laughs> I mean, I hate to just get all logistical about this, but it's like, Bitch, why didn't you apply early to Harvard? <laughs> like, right. You needed the nine acceptance letters. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, just like, if you knew you wanted to go to Harvard your whole life, like, I feel like you would have just applied early, gotten in, and that would have been that. I agree with um, that. I agree with that. But yeah, she does go, end up going to Yale. And then when she gets to Yale, she becomes like super privileged and like life and death brigade. And she like goes to Another parties and wear tiaras and like sleeps yeah. with her married ex-boyfriend and just like kind of becomes like even more of a terror than she ever was. But again, mm-hmm. we're focusing on the pre-Yale times. Pre-Yale times. for everyone at home, it doesn't go well for Rory. Like, she doesn't do well at Yale. She, like, drops out and, like, befriends Christiana Amanpour at a inn because it's a TV show. And then she, like, works mm-hmm. on the Obama campaign and never goes yeah. back to school, I don't think. And now she's pregnant. <laughs> it's just, like, <laughs> a lot. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. I would say of the two, the one that went to Yale probably is less successful now. I would agree. Yeah. I've watched those, like, the f- the four, like, new episodes of Gilmore Girls, but, like, years ago. So I honestly don't remember what happened. But I just remember being like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> like, quaint. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, the main thing is she just continues to sleep with men that are in relationships yes. with other people, including Logan, mm-hmm. who is her ex-boyfriend, who is engaged. And then he impregnates mm-hmm. her. And the season <laughs> finale is her telling her mom that she's pregnant. Oh, my God. Yeah, that bitch. Just right. fucking that bitch. I mean, again, maybe it's Alexis Bledel being like, hey, if I'm going to play Lorelai with my baby. But, like, I was like, you're already too old for that to be a compelling story. Like, you're 25. Mm-hmm. Like, a 25-year-old pregnant woman is not as, like, crazy as a 16-year-old pregnant woman. Like, it's just not. No. This isn't the spinoff any of us asked for. Right. All right. So, calling to order this admissions committee, as I think, <laughs> three scholars. and counselors at Yale University, which I think we're all really qualified to do. Like, fully, I really do think that we are. I do also have to just, like, maybe throw my trauma on the table here, which is that I applied early to Yale and got deferred. So, okay, I was really traumatic. And so, like, I have a lot of anger at this process. And if that just, like, Mm. bubbles up, you know what I mean? Like, I just, like, I want Mm -hmm. us all to, like, 
just really understand where I'm coming from. Like, I am coming from a Blair world in which, like, fuck Yale admissions. But yeah, I'm right, still right, not over right. it 13 years yeah. later. I, uh, I feel the same. I actually, I applied to the University of Illinois, um, and I didn't get in. So it's kind of the same, <laughs> kind of the same level. Did you apply you know, early? Like- I feel like everyone in our generation applied early. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think I know anyone that didn't apply early somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Did will- you apply early? Again, I am a Ravenclaw for those listening at home. I did get in where I applied early and I did go there. So I'm so, but I completely empathize with the stress and the trauma around college admissions. My mom is an admissions officer. I get it. Like, oh, that's what I she does. I didn't know that. Now I think we're literally even more qualified to yeah. talk about this. Is she yeah. an admissions counselor at like a high school or a college? No. So she's been, she's a dean at Long Island University. Uh, okay. She's been working at the university for, God, like 30 years or something crazy. She started as the director of Res Life. So I had like a lot of like before I went away to school, like what what to do and what not to do from like the inside of like how to break the Got rules, how not, like befriend the security team, like, you know, the get tips on page six, die, right. like have somebody yes. die of a Coke overdose in a yes. hotel room with you. Be yes. blonde. Yeah. I'm the Serena of this podcast. No, yeah, 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 perfect. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, the DJ Tanner yeah. slash Serena. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the high performing, but then eventually goes off the rails in college person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so does she actually like discuss candidates and decide whether or not they get in? Yeah, she runs the admissions team at Long Island University. Has she ever talked to you about it or is it all like really cagey? Not really. It's kind of cagey. It's because it's like, I don't know. That's like, I don't think she's well, comfortable some- sharing with me. <laughs> Googling to figure yeah. out what they dish about. And we're going to talk about it. And then maybe just throw in some other bullshit categories. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the purposes of this exercise, we are admitting our class to Yale of what? It's 2008? The class of 2008? 2010? Sure. Yeah. We are admitting the class. We have, we are looking at our, like, final pile. We have room for one more and we're down to these mm-hmm. two ladies. So we're just going to decide, okay. like, next to each other, like, who deserves this more. The first category is, of course, weighted academics, which is a blend of the course rigor. So, like, what kind of courses you're taking and also the quality of your school. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Blair obviously goes to Constance, which is, like, mm-hmm. perceived to be, like, one of the best schools in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. And Rory goes to Chilton, which is, like, an incredible private school in Connecticut. So they both go to just, like, really, really, really rich, fancy private schools. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really know a lot about what kind of courses that they're taking. We do know that Rory was valedictorian. Yes. And I yes. don't think Blair was. No. No. Blair was like definitely in the top percent, but like she was probably not as high academically as Rory. Would you agree with that? Agreed. We know that Rory gets a D her freshman year. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, how the yeah. fuck are you valedictorian if you got a D your freshman year? Like that shit is weighted. Like that's bullshit. Not yeah. It's a really long way up, but I was trying. I was taking notes. So I this is the first time I've watched all either of these shows. I started watching both of them for this podcast. So I went on a journey. I'm oh my god! A, you filled out a survey in which you said you were prepared for these shows. I was <laughs> prepared. Just here. I, re- I watched them from the beginning. I watched <laughs> them from the very beginning. Started it early. But I like yeah, my amazing. mom, like I said, my mom wouldn't let me do full house, watch full house, so she wouldn't let me watch the other two. 
So yeah, that's, that's hard. That's trauma. That's a really helpful puppy story I've ever heard. <laughs> it's yeah. I had a, it didn't even have cable. It was a like it was a thing. So like the layers of, of other ones. Like number one, my mom wouldn't let me watch these shows at the time. Number two, I like when you asked what shows I knew about it for the podcast, I just said all of them because I wanted to like be prepared. <laughs> and like I've been watching TV for the last three months uninterrupted. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's worked out. That well is, for my... it's like looking in a fucking mirror. <laughs> it worked worked out well for my depression state. It was perfect. Well, it's work, which is great. It's work. It's great. Okay, so you went on but, a journey. So I went on a journey, and I was taking all these notes. And there's so much about Rory's academics and all the storylines. And I just knew so much more about her education. And all they focus on with Blair is her social activities. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. until like the episode before Yale admissions that they say that she has a perfect transcript. And I was like, so she is a good student. Perfect transcript? Yes, she has straight A's across the board, dude. And I was blown away. I was like, how does she have time to do all this while she's scheming with all this stuff? And honestly, I was a little impressed. Because she's brilliant, because she's my valley. Okay, so can I also I should note that I did go to private school in New York City, and I may be misremembering this just because I obviously wasn't valedictorian, but uh, otherwise I would have gotten into Yale, obviously. Um But I don't think we had valedictorians. Mm. Really? Like New York City private schools. Yeah. Interesting. I think there's like, I, I mean, at least for my school, which like is name dropped on Gossip Girl, like I think the thought process was like, these kids are competitive enough and we don't need to be like publishing their GPAs and shit. Like it's just like, they'll Contracts. all fucking kill mm. themselves. So it is possible that Blair like would have been valedictorian, but Constance just like doesn't do that. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, that kind of makes me think that maybe Blair, because like again, Rory does not have a perfect transcript. No. Yeah. She got a yeah. D. Max Matina gave her a D. And honestly, yeah. shocked that Rory got valedictorian still to this day over Paris because that makes Paris just... no goddamn sense. That makes truly no sense whatsoever, and right. like is just an act. Like that is just the writers' room being like, we want to see Rory give a speech that makes Laura right. like cry, and like it is yep. not. It is not fair. Okay, so I think as an admissions panel, we're actually going to give the jump to Blair on this. I think based yeah. on, yes, uh, from transcript alone, it has to it has to be. It has to okay. be, right? Great, yeah. it's transcript. Blair has a perfect transcript. Rory doesn't, even though she, we won't shut the fuck up about our academics. <laughs> but, like, yeah, Blair probably was doing better. Next category. And this is one where we get to just extrapolate fucking wildly. SAT Great. scores. Oh, interesting. How do we think Ooh. they did? Who does better okay. on standardized tests? Because I think Blair probably would also, because I think she's more cunning. But I could also see her being like hungover, distracted, or crying about Chuck at the test. Yeah. Shoot. This is tough. It's tough because you can't. Standardized tests, I think, are just. Uh, I'm going to go on the record here and say that they're dumb. It's not they're a, bullshit. a good. It's not a good way to measure anyone's intelligence. Is giving them the same test as someone. 50,000 miles away or whatever. So we should also note that SATs are notoriously like targeted for like rich white people because totally. like they like for a number of reasons, just the way that the questions are set up and the way mm-hmm. that it responds to certain types of education, but also like access to tutors. Like totally. Blair probably, we probably didn't see it, but Blair probably had like an SAT tutor for three hours a week. Oh, Blair for sure had a tutor. And if Rory did, like we would see it. There would be some, like... Rory's study habits make me believe that she could maybe take Blair on this one. Like, she, she like, Blair's social life is packed. She's on committees. She's scheming all the time. 
Rory's kind of a kind of a loser and yeah. just puts buries her nose in books which she has to mm. and she loves and I I applaud her for it but Do we? I feel like she I, don't know. I think she's an art <laughs> <laughs> she's a fucking nerd. <laughs> I'm going to say, as an admissions panel, I'm coming in the way the dean came in for Sabrina. Like, I'm rooting for Blair here. Like, yeah, we, that's like I will steer. I want y'all to fight with me on that, but I okay. believe that Blair was more deserving. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so, well, Rory's, like, I feel here, the thing with her is her her desire to study. There's just so much passion there. I never saw the passion in the studying, so I don't know how that would compare. But if Blair's naturally brilliant and she's getting straight A's, maybe she doesn't even need to study that much. But we don't. We do know that Blair. I mean, I guess we find this out more in college. But we do know that Blair is incredibly well read and mm-hmm. like very interested in a lot of like random Russian. Like I can't even fucking name it. But like you know, she can talk about Bukowski with fucking Dan Humphrey. Like I feel like she. Yeah, she name drops a lot when she was scheming for her speech too. She does Wait, that, she, she did what? She, she name drops a ton of like authors and during when she's like scheming for her freshman year toast. Yeah. And just like, she's like, we need this, we need that, we need this and that. So like, she probably has a, has it, has it on lock. I also feel like the SAT scores are interesting because I can imagine Blair like taking it once and then being like, cool, you have to clear this score to get into Yale, she takes it once, she clears it, and she's like, okay, cool, on to the next fucking thing. Whereas I feel like if Rory didn't get a legitimately perfect score, she would have taken it a hundred billion. I guess you can only take it three, but like, it would have become a plot line had she not gotten a perfect score on the SATs. Mm, So I mm, feel like I have mm. to assume that she did perfectly. That's a good extrapolation. I took the ACTs, so my, are they like, how, are they similar, pretty similar? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. Like, I mean, they're scored differently, but, like, yeah. And also, this was, like, right before the ACTs became accepted by, like, everyone. Okay, okay. I mean, votes, who do we think is doing better in this area? I think standardized tests are more suited for Blair and her learning style and her access to the best of the best. I think it's going to be Blair. All right. I I might I might uh, say the opposite. I think I'm going to do Rory based on watching... Like, I just saw some, I just saw her study more. I just saw her study more. I know she's dedicated <laughs> and, I, and, um, I, you know, she falls asleep studying. She ditches Dean for studying. She doesn't, she <laughs> goes, even when she's in school, she comes home on Saturdays to study like a mm-hmm. psychopath. So I think I'm going to give her, because like I was someone that had to study a lot to do good on tests. So I, I see myself in Rory and I'm going to give this one to her. All right, and I think I'll tie break with, I think I'm going to, Aaron. I love you. I think I'm giving the jump to Rory on this one, too. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think Rory got a perfect score, and I think Blair got mm-hmm. nearly a perfect score, and was like, mm-hmm. that's fine. It doesn't really matter. Like, okay. standardized tests are bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Extracurriculars. It's a really oh. interesting one. Blair does a lot. <laughs> like, so much. Blair so does much. so much. But I don't know how much she does that, like, would actually appear, I mean, on a, co- I guess for the sake of our college admissions panel, we'll just be like, anything she fucking did is an extracurricular. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. helping her boyfriend run a burlesque bar, like, that's something you could beef <laughs> up on, sure. like, on admissions app. Like, that's a yeah. job, you know what I mean? Like, she, like, negotiated 
multi-million dollar deals when she was 17 years old. So, like... Yeah, yeah she got people to, to... She blackmailed the shit out of so many people to get everyone else out of trouble. She, she like, honestly made up for all the trouble she caused, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And she was, like, the deep throat of the Rachel and Dan thing, which, again, like, the fact that she got her Yale admissions rescinded because Unreal. she was a whistleblower for, like, a teacher and a student having an affair. Like, right. fuck you, Yale. Like, I was is, yeah. shocked. I was shocked when that actually happened, and then she got mm-hmm. in trouble for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was... Oh and I get God. it. Like, she's a bitch. But, like, come on. Like, that's not what this panel is about. <laughs> like, right. I mean, and, I mean, her intuition, she's got it. And it was shown. It was right there. I mean, mm-hmm. do we remember... Does Blair have She also other, did like, charity. She did a show she on does charity. Yeah, she's like yeah. philanthropy. Yeah. What charity does she do? Because I couldn't really remember any actual, like, on the paper extracurricular she does besides field hockey, which I feel like. <laughs> right. I honestly have never seen with her playing field hockey. I'm like, is this because you have a rage problem or is this for your college application? <laughs> like, I just, like, I don't know. <laughs> she did, in her speech where she, like, talk, like throws Serena under the bus, she mentions the charity. She's mm. like, this year we're honoring uh like the so-and-so organization's honoring the hospital that uh eric was at and she Mm -hmm. says it there so like she's always like every some in my head every semester they pick a different charity to honor and to donate to yeah yeah she was definitely in charge of that and then i'm assuming she was on a social committee to plan dances right i'm assuming she's on a social committee for everything like yeah she's doing all, all the stuff she's the queen bee yeah, she was the queen. I feel like she must have done a lot of stuff. And I feel like Rory didn't do literally anything besides the newspaper, which I guess is a big one. Like, she was super involved in the newspaper. She was on student government. Right. Wait. Right. Student body vice president to pre- to Paris's president. Again, yeah, coming back again. to, like, Paris should have gotten fuck? into Harvard. What the hell? She <laughs> yeah, did get no, into I, Yale, though. Like, so. so fucked up. Paris, absolutely. It should have been Paris at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Rory should die in a bus crash. No. <laughs> and then I think also Blair and Nellie Yuki both totally could have gone to Yale. The fact that they're like, mm. well, we only let in one girl per each time. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that trope is. The OC does it too, where they're like, well, we only mm-hmm. let in one Harvard Harvard student to uh, Brown. And it's like, what? No. Like, I don't think that that's accurate. <laughs> I don't think that's how any of that works. Like, I think there's, like, <laughs> schools where they literally 20 people go to Harvard from the same class. Like, it's just like, yep, we're all going. Like, that doesn't happen in the real world. Yeah, that was very confusing for me. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so Rory has the newspaper. I mean, I guess I could see the argument that Rory was a bit more committed to the extracurriculars that she did. Yeah, like, especially was- for her wanting to do journalism. Like, if she's... Right. It, wanting to major in journalism, she has the extracurricular of the newspaper and the or the, the newspaper was in, only in college or was in high school too. High school too. High, high school. school. And then and then student government. That's like mm-hmm. two things that like you have that passion for politics and telling the truth and you're put and and you're doing great on you got a perfect score. But she's a horrible, horrible liar. She is a horrible, horrible liar. That's fine. She is the lying media. Roy Gilmore is what destroyed media in America. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I also could imagine she could beef up her ap- application with, like, volunteer or extracurricular stuff as far as, like, helping Miss Patty and, like, yeah. doing random shit around Stars Hollow. I feel like 
She yeah. could probably make a play. Like, you could package up that turd. Running the town hall. You could do anything for the town right. hall meetings. You could say you yeah. were the secretary if you wanted. Mm-hmm. I feel like her extracurriculars and volunteer work were probably a bit more consistent as far as, like, creating a package of, like, this yeah. is the person that we're bringing in. Whereas mm-hmm. Blair was kind of all over the place. And it was just kind of like, this is a thirsty bitch that really wants to go to Yale. However, question that you just made me think of. From an admissions panel perspective, are we, we know what we're Yale, we know we're Yale heads. We know the type of people we want to graduate and put out into the world. Do we want the socialite that has brought it from a, from a, like a, from a student? She's got the, all the ace and she's running, she's the head of all these different things. And we want our people to come in and just like be fucking leaders when they graduate. And she's already a leader and she's yeah. already doing this, like, that says a lot. Like, and, like, I don't mm. know. I think Rory could do great at, like, a Mizzou, you know? <laughs> she, she, which is where I went, and, like, not, no, no knocks there. But, you know, she doesn't have, she doesn't have that cutthroat that we might need in a leadership position to get us the, the success that we truly want, you know? Yeah, like, like you know, we're trying line. to graduate people that are going to be, like, pioneers in their field. Correct. And Rory's... Maybe could do that for journalism, maybe, but it's a little higher risk, and that seems to be, Mm -hmm. like, her only path, and, like, if you honestly told me, like, Blair Waldorf, like, took over Waldorf Designs, which I think she ends up doing, and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, runs this very successful fashion conglomerate, fine, like, I would totally believe you. If you also told Mm -hmm. me that she became, like, press secretary to, like, the next president, I'd also believe you. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know what the fuck she was gonna do, but I know that she was going... To be really fucking good at it. Yeah. Whereas I like, feel like I with Rory, it's picture... like you have a chance to be a successful journalist and not much else. And she doesn't like, really and do that. No offense to journalists, because I love them. Rory would not be a great investigative reporter. She wouldn't be getting the hard stories. I don't think she has it in her. She's too yeah. she's too she's too uh soft, I would say, maybe is a as the nicest adjective. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also, like, I think if she really, her application read, like, this is going to be an incredible fucking journalist, like, yes, like, that's all well and good, but we also have to remember these are 18-year-olds. Like, I have friends Mm. that are journalists, like, one of my best friends is an incredibly successful journalist, and I don't think his 18-year-old, like, when he was 18, his application was, like, I'm gonna be a journalist, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, these are, like, you have to kind of be a little bit more of a well-rounded person than, like, at 18, Mm. you've decided your entire career path, and it's that or bust. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels a little, like, riskier. She's putting a lot of eggs in that basket. Yeah. Yeah, For a fucking 18-year-old. This is true. I think what we're, like, kind of skirting around is, like, Rory is the big fish in the small pond, but Blair is a big fish in a big pond. Like, how does that affect how they show up in their respective Mm -hmm. extracurriculars, you know, like Mm -hmm. Rory is VP. She's not president. Yeah. So like, that's very accurate. However, though, Rory does stand. Remember when they, when in the student government, like Mm -hmm. a situation when they try to get Paris, like they try to oust Paris. Oh, the coup. The coup. The coup. She she shows up. She does. So she, she kind of earns a little bit more points for flipping it on the on its head. She has some backbone moments for sure. Yeah. Like she definitely yeah. like I am not denying her that. I just don't think that would bleed through on like a college application. <laughs> it's hard no. for that to show. Well, yeah. It, it for as I was like, just like, uh, all these bitches I hate tried to do a coup against my <laughs> other friend. She's also <laughs> applying. 
But she no, had you sex, can put so that I'm in guessing a she point. can't get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can put that on a bullet point. Yeah. Stop like the coup. Special yeah. skills. Stop yeah. the coup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. As opposed yeah. to Blair's, which is causes coups. Right. Causes coups. I'm so a coup causer. Ah, this right. is tough. I don't know. I, I was going in thinking I was going to say Rory, but I think I talked myself into Blair. I think for extracurriculars, I would say as a Yale admissions counselor, like, again, despite my problems with it, I think I'd go Rory. Just because I do think that it is a more compelling storyline, just, like, on paper of, like, on paper. these are the things I'm interested in, and I did them. Yeah. yeah. I guess if that. you extrapolate that and you're like, oh, I want to be, if I want to apply to a journalism school and on my application I had, like, newspaper cheerleading and, like, fucking chess club, I'd be like, I don't do what is going on. I mean, to be fair, I applied, these are also liberal arts schools for 18-year-olds. Like, my application, I went into college thinking I was going to be a math and government major, and that, like, (laughs) my, all of my shit was literally, like, I played a lot of sports, and I, like, volunteered, like, I, like, baked a lot of brownies for Burma, and, like, you know, like, I just, like, just kind of raised money for whatever organization I felt like that week, and, like, just was, like, need to be doing something besides sports, but, like, (laughs) I didn't do anything specific. I, okay, I was, in, I was on model congress. But, like, other than that, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I didn't at any point go into those applications being like, hey, like, you're not applying to a trade school, is my point. You're applying True. to, like, a broad education experience. But, again, I do think ultimately for me, all right, Katie says Blair. I'm going to say Rory. Aaron. Ooh, tiebreaker. Okay, I'm going to say Rory because I think on paper, this is what you would expect to see from somebody who's from New Haven, Connecticut, of like what they think an admissions person would want to see. And it's it is like they do want to kind of they do want to see that of like, okay, student government, she did try sports, like was not very good at sports, but like she tried for like a year. And I think it was like, it was mandated by the school, like she had to do it. I think because Chilton is like, the type of school that grooms people for Ivy in a way that maybe Constance, it's just assumed you're going to go to an Ivy. I think it's just like a different approach in education. Wait, like, expand on that. So I like, feel like you're both just grooming kids for Ivy. But I don't know if every kid at Chilton is going to end up at an Ivy. Whereas like, I think every kid at Constance is probably going to end up at an Ivy because like that's... Or like a very good school, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas like Chilton's like, okay, there's no guarantee. Like we're definitely grooming you to be there. But like if you end up at a, you know, second tier... I don't know, like Middlebury or whatever other liberal arts (laughs) New England schools exist. That's still a win, you know, like shoot for the stars, but land in Vermont or whatever, Yeah, (laughs) you know. All right. So let's talk essays. And this is a really Mm. fun part where we're just going to get real, real zany. And just like, what the (laughs) fuck do we think they wrote their essays about? Mm. I don't know. Like, and just think why, like, I think Blair probably wrote her essay about like, it's definitely going to be something about, like, being really smart as, like, a child. Like, I feel like it's going to be about, like, mm. reading Kant at the mm-hmm. plaza. Like, <laughs> yes. at, like, and, like, the moment of, like, talking to a doorman at the plaza about Kant and, like, her mm-hmm. realization that, like, we are all human. Like, something <laughs> like that. Like, it's just going to be something so blatantly, like, just dripping in privilege, but yes. putting on this air of, like, this is my earnest story. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. just such a contrived <laughs> tale of right. reading obscure philosophy 
and being like, and I talked to a working man about it, and like right. he really responded well to like mm-hmm. Freud's most recent works before he died. Like it's just like that's definitely what it was, in my opinion. Yeah. But I'm open. <laughs> I think that there's definitely I I could put hundred percent get behind that. I'm also wondering if there's a Dorota in there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe like working and living next to someone from a different country and just understanding that like two people in two different classes can live in harmony together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think oh, yeah. there might be something in that and maybe even, maybe even stealing some of Dorota's stories as her own and masking yes. it. Oh yeah. Yes. Like when uh, she's like, when I was a little girl living in Poland. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Is Polish? Where is she from? I don't exactly. know. I think she is. Um, I think you're Polish. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I just, Love the idea that she just had Dorota write an essay and then just like, pop, <laughs> feel like, this like is just mine. like change. changed it slightly. Yeah, <laughs> and was like, okay, instead of Poland, I guess we'll say what like the Great Lawn in Central Park, like, mm-hmm. just, like where <laughs> yeah. like yeah. what like Warsaw. Where did like, you lose Zoo? your shoes? Like, where did you lose all your clothes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could definitely see that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was definitely something that like really acted like it was personal. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. really wasn't and that was like yeah. super fucking contrived and just like yes awful like i feel like blair's essay would really horrify me because we also have to remember that an 18 year old wrote it oh, right yes there's a lot of reading yes. any college essays make me want to self-inflate like i just can't <laughs> i can't imagine mm-hmm. i wonder if her dad had anything to do with it too well, we're getting into legacy territory soon. <laughs> okay, okay. So don't okay, you worry. Okay. <laughs> legacy status is coming up. Legacy status and disciplinary issues are going to be our tie-breaking issues. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. So we all think, any, Aaron, any thoughts on Blair's essay? Anything? The, like, how many times yeah. do you think she used the word innocuous? Like, what? <laughs> not not enough times, I don't think. I think she, like, really <laughs> went light on it. Because <laughs> I think... I agree. I think she was very contrived. And I think that approach and that framing from both like totally makes sense to me. But I think it's because of her, it's malicious intent. Like she knows what she's doing. Like she's like, oh, this is the thing. This is, I know this is what they want to read. This is the kind of thing they want to, like everything, her approach to college admissions is like, I know, I know the game. I see the game and I know how to play it. Like that's her yeah approach i think well that's also i think the whole thing about blair and what makes her more compelling in later seasons and like Mm -hmm. how she really let that show continue is that like Mm -hmm. she has no self-awareness until she ends up not getting into yale and then she has like a crisis of conscience and like realizes (laughs) that she's a fucking devil spawn like it's just like but like at the point when she's filling out these applications she has truly no self-awareness of mm-hmm. herself and her behavior at all. Mm-hmm. No. Um, okay, Rory, I swear to God, Rory's essay, in my opinion, was definitely about like a seventh grade reader's level book <laughs> that she miraculously read in fourth grade. Like it's like she read Pride and Prejudice in fourth grade and it changed her whole life. And like she is Winona Ryder in Pre- not Kira Knightley, whatever. D- uh, Jane, ugh. Elizabeth Jane Austen. Bennett. Thank you. No, Elizabeth yeah. Bennett. <laughs> no, I didn't think Elizabeth Bennett. Like, I feel like she is like, it was definitely something just like waxing poetic on the power yeah. of language and like literature mm-hmm. and how it like made her who she is and mm-hmm. or just something about her mom. I could go either way. It could be both. Go- <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the book um, with Piggy in it and everyone kills him at the end? The, they're on the island. Lord of the Flies? Lord yeah. of the Flies. I feel like she found a way 
to connect, somehow connect, like, a Lord of the Flies type story (laughs) to Stars Hollow. Yeah, to Stars Hollow, like, about, like, the town hall and about how, like, small government and small, like, communities really, like, are the backbone of society. And that's why they're so important. Lord of the Flies is not, like, a positive no it's not no no it isn't but something in that like she found a classic literature to compare her star's hollow experience to that surrounded like small local communities (laughs) to prop them up and like made these like crazy connections from start to finish and just used a bunch of fucking giant words to just distract you from the actual thesis her essay definitely like let's forget these essays are like I think 500 words max. Yes. And she definitely tried to put in like seven different metaphors and like mm-hmm. a bunch of fucking like symbols and like all of this shit. And they're like, this is a 500 word essay. Like, what the fuck? Like, you're bringing up a conch shell right now. Like, we, you, this right. has not been earned. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, just because you like the first letter of each word in the first paragraph spells out Lord of the Flies. And now you're like bringing up a conch shell. Like, stop it. Like, just right. no. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one of those I would rather read. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them sound great. No. <laughs> no. If Rory wrote something about her mom or Stars Hollow, I think mm-hmm. that would be decent. It would at least be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If she wrote something about literature, I would literally just, like, tear it up. <laughs> be like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Like, yeah. just truly shut the fuck up. I mean, I feel like Blair verbally... Maybe not, I mean, we haven't read any of Rory's writing, right? But just based on the dialogue, mm-hmm. Blair, to me, does have a more interesting and evocative way of speaking. Like, she just paints words, but I, I'm not doing it, but you know what I mean? Like, she just <laughs> she paints word pictures, I think, in a much yeah. more, like, enticing way than Rory does. And so, to me, I feel like Blair's would probably be a bit more compelling, Maybe. It depends. If Worry went with her mom. But also maybe it would just be super elitist and obnoxious. Maybe if Worry why went not with both? mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would be hard. I'm a, I'm a sucker for emotional storytelling. So if she went with her mom, I think I, I would I, the word painting that Blair can do, which we know she can. I wouldn't care about it. I'd want to hear more about the relationship between the mom and the daughter. That's where I would go. Yeah. And it is a good story. Like, I feel like. Yeah. Blair's good stories, like her good stories about like growth and development are not things you can write about in a college. Like my mm-hmm. boyfriend tried to sell me to his uncle for sex. Like you can't like, <laughs> it's like a really, like, I want to read that, but like, it's not going in the college essay. Whereas right. like just the story of like, you know, my mom has a problematic relationship with her parents and gave birth to me when she was 16 and moved me to a small town. And that's where I was raised. And like, you know, the whole like balancing in these two worlds thing, like it is a more mm-hmm. compelling like narrative to hear from an 18 year old who don't know yeah whereas Blair's would either be fake or terrifying (laughs) (laughs) yeah I almost feel like I would read both of them I at the end of like Roy's I might shed a tear at the end of Blair's Uh. I'd be like this bitch is gonna take over the world like do we want (laughs) like are we for it (laughs) 
or like should we stop it right now like it would be like one you know like there would be it would be very yeah. well done and to a scary degree and then Rory's if it's mom in two worlds it would be like oh I want I want her to have the opportunity you know I feel like mm. Rory's gonna get the trump card because again she's gonna play yeah. on the fact that she acts like she's not privileged even though she is psychotically fucking privileged but yes. the whole narrative yeah. of like but my mom was poor when I was a baby like it's like okay but like literally you have the biggest fucking safety net in the world and you're fourth generation Yale but like totally like right, 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 you right. are the underprivileged candidate for our generation like I can't <laughs> yeah. with that shit but I do think that she could play that up mm-hmm. in the essay relatively successfully yeah like, I agree ish. I agree with that okay I think I'm giving the essay to Rory yeah what do you guys think I think that's I a think unanimous Rory decision. across the board yeah all right interview who did better in their interview oh man this is tough I think it really well, depends on who interviewed them and like on what day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Well, didn't Rory get in inter- like she had a surprise interview because her grandpa like set it up for her. She oh like yeah. A- and she's like a bitch, I think, right? She's like yeah, she had no she's idea there. it was coming and she was mm-hmm. mad afterwards and she's like, I didn't even get to rehearse grandpa. You know. <laughs> and I was like, You better fucking say thank you. Um but she was mad she wasn't prepared. And then Blair told, just mm-hmm. told everyone that Serena killed someone and hijacked the whole thing. And then they had a screaming match out on the porch of the dean's office. Yeah, so I guess Rory probably did better in her interview, <laughs> slightly. But I feel like Blair has some passion. I mean, the next thing that goes in with interview is just, like, demonstrated interest. And I feel mm-hmm. like Blair has that in spades. Like, Rory doesn't oh, give uh-huh. a fuck about Yale. Like, she doesn't no. want to go. Yeah, it's Harvard or bust at this stage for her until she gets Yeah, there. like, she really so. doesn't care. Right. Um, and I would say legacy status somewhat plays into that also, which is that, mm-hmm. like, if Rory's grandfather didn't go to Yale, I don't even think she'd be fucking applying. I mean, like, if you remove the legacy for Rory, there's no fucking way she's ending up there. Like, no. maybe she would have gotten in, maybe without the legacy status, because, like, she's qualified enough. But, like, I don't know. Whereas I feel like with Blair, her dad, having gone there, like, probably helped her application a little bit, but it doesn't seem like her dad was, like, giving them a lot of money or, like, super involved, whereas Richard Gilmore, so Rory's grandfather, like, clearly gives them insane amounts of money, networks exclusively with other Yale people, lives, like, five minutes away, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. feel like the legacy status of Richard Gilmore helped Rory a lot more than Blair's dad having gone there. Yeah, Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's also an element of like, what does it mean about someone, a legacy student who doesn't want to be the legacy student and the one that really does want to be the legacy student? Like, how does that shake out? I don't know how I feel. I think they like don't think that hard about it. I'm guessing. Well, also, (laughs) I'm going to think that hard isn't a legacy (laughs) technically because I think if your parent didn't go there, you're not a legacy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think it does have to be, well, I, my mom does not work for an IB, but I think my understanding is that I'm sure the relation to the grandfather, especially also if in the essay, she plays up the relationship to her grandfather and how he paid for her yeah. Chilton education and all of that. Also, like he definitely made some fucking calls, clearly. Yeah. Like we know yeah. he made some fucking it helps. calls. Yeah, it helps. And it seems I don't like know Blair's father is yeah. kind of like, get in on your own. Like I went right. and put my name down, but like, I'm not fucking helping you. I live in France. So we're saying for interview, we think Rory 
I think Blair is a more compelling interviewer. I like agree. I would ra- I would rather interview Blair. And mm-hmm. as this is our admissions panel, I'm going to yeah. say <laughs> that Blair wins interview because talking to Rory Gilmore for 30 minutes is not something I'm very interested in. <laughs> yeah. Plus if, plus if Rory was like if she was surprised and taken off guard and her reaction was that negative, like that probably came through in the interview also the uncomfortability and the like awkwardness of her and that's not gonna do bode well for her either yeah like i feel like my interview would be like bitch you cannot handle it here Mm -hmm. like this is not for you yeah so i think for interview i'm giving it to blair even though it didn't work out that well for her well in the first actually in the first time that she interviewed she kissed that guy she kissed the dean on the forehead or something didn't she (laughs) she got oh she like went to say thank you they come to the school Wait, like, I do yeah. not remember this yeah. literally at all. Yeah, it was like her first, it was when they came to the school in high school yeah. and she's like, she's waiting and Serena <laughs> comes out and she's like, oh, what a great time. And then Blair's like, what are you doing? And she goes in and then she's, she stutters and kind of like stumbles over it and she says, thank you. And she goes in and kisses him on the cheek and the guy's like, oh, what? <laughs> and then she's like, oh my God. So like, I don't know, if she kissed me on the cheek, I would be like, oh, you sweet, sweet girl. You are so nervous. Yeah, <laughs> you want this yeah. so I bad. I was like, yeah. really cute. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Like, did either of you watch Friends? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. the whole thing where Rachel like kisses her interviewer. Like, I feel like that's an honest mistake and it's cute and it's honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We're coming up on time, but I do want to hit on recommendations. Who do we think... <sighs> gave each of them their recommendation like i feel like rory's probably came from like obviously her grandfather and like max medina yes and like maybe the headmaster she had a pretty dope relationship with him i guess yeah those are pretty solid people Mm -hmm. to be writing them but i don't really like they all would have just been like she's so smart like you know what i mean like i just feel like there's not much else to say there i could also see her getting like a weird recommendation from like michelle or something like just being like, <laughs> I was like she say. just wanted like a human who knows her. like miss patty like wrote yeah her, i was like, gonna say i would love to read a recommendation from luke because like his point of view on this whole process is probably like this is so stupid like why am i doing this but yeah rory's <laughs> oh, but great like she's in here every day so seriously he if she asked he would yeah yeah he'd be like that surrogate father figure for her and say like yeah this kid's great and say things that like maybe the you know the dean of the high school wouldn't say about her because he like literally sees her every day drinking coffee yeah he'd just like make a joke about how much she eats and she's still thin and we'd all be like right. again that is not a personality joke <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes. i'm done talking about how much they eat and how skinny they are because it's just inaccurate and it's, so it's inaccurate. not a compelling thing that makes me right interested in you as a person <laughs> no Makes me angry, actually. Like, your potential thyroid disorder is not why I'm here, why I'm in this relationship. (laughs) I was going to counter with some Blair thoughts, because Mm. based on her determination and her ability to manipulate the fuck out of anyone she wants, I think she might be able to give us, deliver us some very earnest uh, letters of recommendation, whether they are earnest or not. And she could blackmail whoever she wanted to get the type, the quality of of recommendation that she needed yeah so I, I feel think... like she'd have like hillary clinton write her recommendation. I, yeah. like she would just like yeah. i was gonna say like the president like she would have access yeah. to these people who are just like rory would never in a million years have access to to give her recommendations yeah, yeah i feel like she would honestly like anybody famous the clintons went to yale right i think she dro- name drops hillary a couple times actually yeah like hillary meryl streep like right. fucking she would just be like 
Mm-hmm. Every successful person that went to Yale, we're going to figure out a way for them to write me a recommendation. Mm-hmm. She probably wrote it and was like, just sign it. And yeah. that's it. So I feel like the recommendations were probably better for Blair. <laughs> Yeah, I think she could get exactly what she needed, whatever to make up for her. If she was like, I'm going to be super smart in my essay and my heart, the the warm, fuzzy feelings are going to come from my letters of recommendation. Brilliant. Brilliant one-two punch, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I think she nailed it. All right. So, I mean, overall, I mean, this is actually more even than I thought it would be. Really? I mean, all right. So it's time to vote. Which one are we letting in? Who do we want in our class at Yale, our fictional class at Yale? <laughs> God, I... And also, then, let's just talk about what if Blair Waldorf and Maury Gilmore were roommates freshman year. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be a fucking... Show me that show. Seriously. (laughs) Write that show. None of these reboots. Write a spinoff. Just, like, a weird spinoff from two shows that ended 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Let's tie me up. Meester and Alexis Bledel playing 18-year-olds. Yes. Yes. Like, old 15. Yes. 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 We're just gonna put them in, like, weird ill-fitting wigs and be like yes. it's the past <laughs> here's a flip phone oh no a blackberry <laughs> oh my god i have like i did come in here thinking i had a winner i will say and as we've talked mm-hmm. now i'm torn i i think i have more passion for blair than i previously thought i did but i don't know if i'm gonna be like if i'm gonna be honest with myself, like, I might get suckered into Rory's story regardless of how much I know that Blair can do it, which I don't, I don't know what that says about me. I'm a, I'm a little softy myself, you know? No, like, I get it. I mean, I came in real hot for Blair, and I'm kind of like, I don't know, as an admissions counselor, I mean, for our fictional school, I want it to just mm-hmm. be, like, a hundred billion Blairs that I raise as, like, my personal army, and they, like, defend <laughs> me for the rest of my life. That's, like, what I want. But, like, I do think, like, I understand, based on canon, a little bit more after this conversation, why Rory get got in. Mm-hmm. I still think it's mm-hmm. bullshit that Blair's fucking acceptance got rescinded, and I don't think that would ever fucking happen, and, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I Truly. think I do see, I could see how Rory would be, like, an immediate pass you're in, and there might have mm-hmm. been a little bit more discussion around Blair. Because mm-hmm. she's just, like, got... <laughs> some question marks going on and like there might be there's probably a lot of blairs that we've seen we've probably seen a lot of blairs pass through our pass through our our papers in our little hands you know they've probably seen a lot of rory's too yeah (sighs) yeah which is why rory would be the safe choice i think if we're thinking like you have to put into context like how these are the last two that we're seeing and they're next to each other they're so different yeah like what do we want is is it the safe choice I don't know. I want to make sure that we're not underselling Rory's incredible privilege because I feel like the right. whole show hedges mm-hmm. on the fact that, like, she's just from this small town and blah, 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 blah. And, like, Blair's this big city bitch. And it's like, no, that's not really about their background or their upbringing. Mm-hmm. That has way more to do with the kinds of people that they are. Like, maybe just, like, by the fact that Blair is in New York City and, like, has connections to the people in her network because of that. But, like, mm-hmm. Rory also does have an extreme amount of privilege. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, But would that show up in her application? Yeah, because her grandfather probably donated, like, $100,000. Yeah. And also okay. paid for her okay. to go to, like, the most elite private school in Connecticut. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The second you put that on paper, you're like, okay... I'm going to say that I personally would want Blair, but I think after this conversation, 
I understand that potentially the admissions council at Yale might choose Rory. And I will accept that from the writers of these shows that didn't <laughs> communicate with each other. <laughs> Finally. But I realized they were not like in a writer's room choosing which one. They were like, okay, we have these two shows. Only one of them can go to Yale. Like, who's right. getting the storyline? <laughs> so yeah, I guess I see it with Rory. God, I'm very surprised that I landed there. Ugh. <laughs> she just should have gone to Harvard. She really She's so have. Harvard. She's so Harvard. I think that's probably what, honestly, in the writer's room, they were probably like, end of season three, she goes off to Harvard and we're done, like pack it up. But they got renewed for like four more seasons. So they're like, ah, shoot, we got to stay uh, in Connecticut. But then, even though she went to Yale, she like left after a year. I know. She's <laughs> like, what? Okay. And like, again, like Boston and New Haven are just and not, not that, that far. far. Like, they're, they're so just close. not that far. Like, yeah. she could still theoretically make it to Friday night dinners and like, yeah. it wouldn't be that much farther. <laughs> like, it's just right. like, especially because she like seemingly has no social life besides like obligatory Friday night dinners with her grandparents. Like, right. she seems to constantly be willing to drive that fucking car around and be like, oh, I have to be somewhere four hours the away. Jeep. I'm 16. Let's drive the Jeep. Like, she drives to Boston so to see her. Of that car half-sister be born. Like, she's like, drop everything, leave school, I'm gonna go to Boston because my dad's <sighs> wife is getting... Getting... Right, it's so close, <laughs> but like, Fucking we Gigi. couldn't do that logical leap to, like, have her go to Harvard. But again, even when she's at Yale, like, we get a we get a year of her at Yale, yeah. and then she's, like, dropping out and, like... See, <laughs> I think that's why I'm having a hard time because in her high school years, I was like, she deserves it, she deserves it, she deserves it. And then when she gets there, I'm like... You kind of suck at being a journalist. Like you can't. You go to that like the what was it the 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 life or death brigade and she's like right. asking she's like the worst undercover person. I, she doesn't even know how to ask questions. She doesn't even know how to talk to people. She doesn't know how to blend in. And I'm yeah. like, ah, should I have given it to you? But I can't. I don't. As an admissions counselor, I don't know this. We all know that the real Rory Gilmore would have gotten a cocaine addiction, first of all. Like, we right. all know that. She would have, like, yeah. gotten really drunk, done cocaine once with Logan, and had, like, a massive coke problem. Like, that's definitely mm-hmm. what would have happened. And Blair would have been like, I have done cocaine since I was 15. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what would have happened. I think the heartbreak of it, the the emotional component of, like, what Harvard and Yale mean to Rory, mm-hmm. I think is, like, a little bit bigger than for Blair. But, like, when Blair gets her Yale acceptance rescinded, like... That really hurt. Like, that really hurt. And, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. had, I was shocked. Had Rory not gotten into Yale, like, I would have been like, okay. I mean, I guess if she didn't get into Harvard is more how we have to think about it. Because, like, she didn't yeah. want to go to Yale. Emily, I think I'm where you... How you came in hot with Blair. I came in hot with Rory. And I'm more, like... I'm still going to stick with Rory. But I am more on Blair's side than I thought I was at the beginning of this. And, like, mm-hmm. you know what? I think that NY she's gonna do even better coming out with an NYU diploma. Doesn't she and like, transfer to Columbia? That's unclear. Or she just like kills Bart Bass and then like they spend a lot of time at Columbia. I well, because she like wants to transfer to Columbia, but then she meets right. the prince and has a royal wedding, and then right, but then never lives yeah. there. Chuck and her kill his dad, and then right. she moves I just to a think she... in Brooklyn. <laughs> She's a city so girl, weird. man. She needs her people. She needs her things around her. She mm-hmm. would have missed the networking and the schmoozing. She would have missed out. Yeah. And I think she's gonna. She's better off for it. And like, we need smart people like that, and we need 
quiet losers like Rory. <laughs> quiet losers like Rory. Uh, quiet, smart. Quiet losers. She's so smart, though. We but do her. we know that? I think it's just because we we hear that she's smart all the time, but I never see her behave intelligently in any way. I don't even see her have like intelligent commentary on anything. At any mm-hmm. point, it's just like, I study, I study, I study, I got a D, I'm upset, I got an A, I got an A. Whereas Blair, think- we're constantly seeing her right. be smart. Oh, fuck. That's pr- that's true. The only time we see Rory kind of flex her intellectual muscle is when she's having, like, one-on-ones with her grandfather, which is so infrequent because he's a featured actor on that show. Like, he's not a full-time yeah. actor. He's not in every episode. So yeah. it's like he's not around all the time. But that's really the only time we see her kind of like, I read this article in the Times and... She read the paper. Like, right. that's not... Because that's what he does. Like, <laughs> like I'm just She's like, worldly. okay, like, good for you reading right. the Times. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, I get, when I was 17, I wasn't reading the Times. Like, that's supposed to, like, be a smoke signal to us in some way. But I feel like Blair probably read the paper every day, too. Like, <laughs> I Yeah. I think I'm I'm coming down on Rory in our mock admissions panel you know, set up right now. Rory gets the big eye. But I think, I actually think Blair would have done really well at Columbia had she applied there. Um, I think she's definitely a New York person. And to Katie's point, like, that's the energy she needs, right? Yeah, and that was the heartbreak is that Blair didn't apply anywhere else besides Yale, right. which is also fucking insane. Brutal. Yeah, <laughs> brutal. And I'm like, that was you're an idiot. Like, she so literally dumb. didn't, first of all, she didn't apply early, but she didn't apply Anywhere else. <laughs> like, just the drama of it. Like, just come yeah, the yeah. fuck on, girl. As opposed to um, Rory just... literally, like... I, I mean, they pull out her acceptance list, like, letters from the mailbox. And I think they say at some point she got into eight schools. Yeah, they do. And, like... And it's, like, all these giant envelopes, one after the mm-hmm. other. It's insane. Yeah, like, it's not just Harvard, Princeton, Yale she gets into. Like, she gets into no. eight yeah. schools. She, I think she got into Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> it wasn't Iowa. <laughs> she got well, into some state schools. Yeah, I mean, great journalism program. <laughs> right. Yeah, it really is. I almost went there. So, like, I think I'm I'm happy where she ended up for Blair. And, like, I think, like, in my heart of hearts, if I received both of them, I'd be like, give this girl from a small town a chance. I just would. I just would. It obviously is a tough decision because Blair has the, has the grit we need for the leaders that, of tomorrow that we want, but I wouldn't know that based on her. I don't think I would know that. Yeah, that all, none of that shit comes through. Again, like, so negotiating backdoor sex deals with Chuck is not... Exactly. It's not exactly. Unless she put that on her resume, but... <laughs> Did yeah. either have and, any major disciplinary issues? I feel like Blair, besides the bullying thing, there was like the mm-hmm. break into the pool thing, but she didn't get in trouble for that. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think really anything of note happens no. with either of them. No, that would have been fun no. to watch. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, because Blair does get expelled and right. then gets readmitted. They take it back. But yeah. when she gets readmitted, they've rescinded her yell at acceptance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they so don't fucked. expel her because they don't want a PR crisis, which is so Blair. <laughs> it's like, just what in, the fuck? Like, just, literally, uh, what the fuck? All right, we are out of time. By like a bit. Sorry. <laughs> what do y'all want to plug? Katie, why don't you start? What are your socials? And also oh. anything in particular you want to plug? My social is at Kath Novotny on Twitter and Instagram. And Aaron and I have a web series uh, called Wellness Check. Uh, it's based on uh, my real life of 2020 <laughs> of losing my job and moving back to my... This is actually an episode. It's just... Yeah. Um, 
Video oh, yeah, this is recording the... a remote podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we raised a bunch of money for a lot of people throughout it all with every episode. And it's uh, premiering at the NYC Web Fest this weekend. So if anyone wants to check it out, you can go do that. Or you can oh just watch God. it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could just do uh, that too. Erin, <laughs> what are your socials and anything um, else you want to plug? Yeah, so I'll plug Wellness Check also. Um, I think it's linked in all of our social media accounts, which, guys, I'm back on Instagram. This is big news. I took a break after RBG, RIP, and then up until the election. So I'm back officially. My Instagram and Twitter are both the same. It's Erin May, M-A-E, Conroy. So yeah, I'll be back up and running. I got to get my bearings. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. This is Emily Duke. You can find me at Emily Duke. Haha. Of course, follow the podcast at MTU Podcast. And we will see you next time. Bye.